Welcome to the Senior Podcast Show Holiday Edition. We are so happy to be here to kick off the holidays. If you are seeing this right now, the holidays are just a couple of days away, four or five days. So we are excited to bring this special episode of the Senior Podcast Show to you. Today, we have a very special guest. As always, we have Chelsea Moreau. Hi, everyone. Chelsea is the Director of Operations for the Senior Companies and one of my very favorite colleagues, and I feel comfortable saying that because I tell them all that. <laughs> so, But I'm the most favorite. This is true. I, we, so we are very happy to have her here. Chelsea is a credentialed clinician. She is a certified dementia practitioner and also a certified therapeutic recreational specialist. So we'll let her tell you exactly what that means here in a little bit, but I do want to continue to intro the show. As I said, it is the holidays. And so for this time of year, it can bring lots of joy to people, but also it can make people feel a sort of way. And so we wanted to talk about that and really face that head on because I think that sometimes the people who have those feelings um, don't get to be made to feel special. Or maybe they can't exactly express them. I think that's the biggest part, right? And then not everybody notices that maybe someone's feeling down because the holidays can cause so much stress because there's just a thousand different things to do. So we want to talk about that. And then also a brand new portion of our show is going to debut today. And that is our demonstration portion. So if you've been watching the Senior Podcast Show, which I know you have been, you know that we currently do the Senior Spotlight. And while we are going to continue to do the Senior Spotlight and have our senior audience, you know, give their opinion, their two cents, some fun and joy in that segment. We're also going to do a demonstration. So we'll have seniors come on, we'll have other professionals come on and share with us what their expertise is, whether that is exercise or cooking, things of that nature. We're going to have some live demonstrations and I'm excited to learn all, all kinds of things through the new portion, but we will keep the senior spotlight on because that's one of my favorite parts too. Yes. So Chelsea, can you tell us a little bit about what a CTRS is? Yes. So I went to Central Michigan University to receive my degree in therapeutic recreation. I went through and passed the certification exam the first time Woo! and um, received my certified therapeutic recreation specialist certification. So in my education, what was um, taught to us was basically how to treat the entire person, mind, body, soul. And the um, direction of that is to treat them without um, lots of pharmaceuticals. So we try to avoid um, giving medication and treating people first and with activities versus just directly going to medication. Okay. So one of the big things we do is working on how to adapt activities for people so people can take part in the hobbies that they've always had and still enjoy the life that they've done, even if maybe there's some changes going on there. Um, and there's a lot of different things you can do to adapt activities so that people can continue to do some of the things that they've always loved. So um, I started working with seniors right from the get-go. Um, always had a passion for seniors, started volunteering with them when I was 15, um, then started college directly after, continued volunteering with them and did my um, internships at some uh, adult daycare. So I got to spend a lot of time with seniors there and have worked in a variety of different settings in senior living communities. So um, seniors is definitely my passion, hence why I'm here at the senior company. <laughs> um, and just 
learning all different things about seniors and how we can support them. We say a lot of times here that we feel that Mm -hmm. the senior is kind of the forgotten population. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they get to be a certain age and it's all about the babies and the kids, right? Which of course we still love them, but we want to support our senior friends. So we'll talk a little bit today about ways that we can support seniors during the holidays and, um, you know, how we can continue to make sure that they are supported and have fun around the holidays just like we are. I think that's really important to mention because some of the things that we want to talk about is as we get older, things are just harder to do or it just takes us a little bit longer to do. And so I like that you mentioned adapting different activities to do because sometimes mobility is an issue. Yes, especially when you think about the holidays, you know, Maybe grandpa, grandma, mom, or dad still wants to come to Christmas dinner, but it's hard for them to get up the stairs to get Mm -hmm. there. So maybe there's different ways you can adapt those things so that mom and dad or grandpa and grandma can still participate in dinner and not feel left out. You know, I know uh, my family has done things where we've adapted and went to the community. A lot of communities will offer, you know, a private space where you can have those dinners and meals and things like that where everyone can still be involved. That's so important. I, I, you know, another reason that they might not be able to get out too is maybe you live somewhere where it's snowy and icy. Yeah. And that's a big thing too. If you are planning on taking, you know, a senior out for the holidays, you want to pay attention to the weather and make sure that you plan ahead and stay prepared because we know coming live, you know, from in Michigan that we get some pretty wicked weather here that can come out of nowhere. So you always want to make sure you're prepared, especially if you're taking a senior out. You know, maybe bring some extra salt, extra gloves, different a shovel or something in case you got to shovel your way out to make sure it's safe oh for God, them to I get in not. and out. <laughs> it's true, but I hope that doesn't happen. We've been lucky so yeah, far. We have. So that sort of talks about some of the reasons mobility might be affected. But I think the underlying thing that can happen is just some of that loneliness and depression. Sometimes our seniors have lost someone. Maybe they've lost their spouse or someone else that's close to them and you just feel lonely. You don't have to be a senior to experience that. I I, I think that is a feeling that reaches every single one of us. Yeah. It does not matter who you are. At the holidays, we always start to maybe think about the people that we wish that we were sharing with. And, and I think that touches all of us. And I think just saying that to them too, I mean, like, hey, especially if it's someone that's mutual, you're like, I really miss whatever, you know, I miss grandma too. And so we we want you to still know that you're special and we want you to be here. Yeah. And bringing in some of those memories to still take part in. Maybe someone had a special recipe that they used to make at Christmas. Mm -hmm. Get together and continue to make that recipe so that you can let that memory live on, turn it into something to be happy about and remember in a positive light. Um, You know, obviously that's not always the easiest thing to do, but if you surround yourself with family and friends when you're feeling lonely around the holidays, I think that's a good way to be able to recreate some of those memories and, you know, reminisce in a positive light. Yeah, show off those old Christmas pictures. I mean, there's nothing more I like to see than that kid screaming on Santa's lap. (laughs) Sorry. Five years in a row. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think encouraging. I think sometimes, too, like starting off saying those things is the hardest. And I think some people really appreciate you doing it because that gives them the opportunity to share and be like, wow, I've been feeling that too, but I haven't wanted to say anything because I don't want to dampen it for everybody else. Yes, absolutely. I don't want to rain on everybody else's parade, but this is how I've been feeling. And you know what? You might find out somebody else feels the same way and didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's super important to make sure that 
you can help the senior out safely, whether that is with the mobility that we talked about, you know, figuring out if they use a wheelchair, how to maneuver that safely to get them where they need to go, helping them with either the walker or the cane or things like that. Navigating those different, whether that's ice or uneven cement or whatever, keeping them safe, telling them like, hey, I got your back. I'll help you up the stairs. That's okay. We'll absolutely make sure that we, you know, have a plan for those things so that you feel safe coming and going. Yes, absolutely. And planning ahead for those type of things is important too. You know, if you know that you have to go upstairs Mm -hmm. and it's five stairs and maybe it's not safe for mom or dad to do in their walker, can we put up a quick ramp? Can we lift them up and get them up, you know, the stairs safely? Those type of things that you can put in place. Removing the throw rugs right when you walk in the door. So if grandma does have a walker she's not getting tripped up on the throw rugs you have to remember that they're in an unfamiliar environment even if it's a family member's house that they've been at many times they're not used to traversing that terrain a lot of seniors in their homes or in communities they don't have throw rugs and things of that nature so they're not cognizant of not tripping over those things Mm -hmm. so sometimes taking some of those barriers out of the way right before they get there is the best thing that you can do for them yeah then they just feel more comfortable and I do think making sure that all people just feel sometimes it's a little nerve-wracking going in and out or there's a lot more people there maybe the person who's hosting has invited people that not everybody might know and I think just taking the time to just really introduce everybody and making sure that everybody feels comfortable because I think sometimes people will feel like lost and forgotten oh I'm just sitting here one of the girls in our office uh, told a story about Thanksgiving and that her grandparent was like well I feel like you guys brought me here and just left me sitting here in this chair It's like, that's not true at all. That wasn't our intention. You know, we love you. We we picked you up. We wanted you to be here. We wanted you to be a part of it. And I I think conversations and addressing those things head on is so important. And I think that's when coming in with an activity to do as a family or bringing out those photo albums and stuff that you mentioned or like doing the tree together, like, oh my gosh, do you remember this ornament? Or do you remember the Christmas where, you know, Santa came and was on the roof or whatever, you know, things like that. And helping draw out those memories and and encourage those conversations helps everybody feel welcome. Yeah, and I think, too, there's some grief from the past. You know, the life that they once lived, the uh, memories that they used to make with their children or grandchildren. And Mm -hmm. maybe some of those things are a little bit harder for them to do. So, um, you know, touching on some of those things, like you said, getting out the ornaments, different ways that you can continue to get them involved. If they are wheelchair bound, you can push them right up to the Christmas tree and have them hand you ornaments or have them place them on. And that's kind of going back to the adapting the activities that I was talking about. Uh, You just sometimes have to get a little bit creative so that they can still be a part of those things. And I know it's easy for us because we've done those things on how to adapt those things. But if you don't know, ask them. Ask the person. I mean, generally speaking, without a memory impairment or whatever, like they'll be able to tell you like, hey, I can do it this way. Or I think if we try it this way, I can do it like be a team, be creative together and figure out a solution. It doesn't have to be perfect. You might have to try it a different couple ways, but that's okay. That's how you make the memory and be like, hey, remember the first time we did this and it was terrible? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Maybe you make a whole new creation too with what you're trying to adapt. And I I do want to mention too that... you know, talking about like Christmas's past and things like, you know, before it was your parent or your loved ones probably chance to host and they were running around getting all the things for dinner and getting all the presents for the kids and, and all the family members and making sure the house was clean and all those things. And it's like when you don't have that purpose 
anymore, then you feel sad. I mean, some people might be relieved. I, I would like <laughs> yeah. to be relieved, but <laughs> I've only been doing it for a couple of years. But I mean, some people who really love to do those things, like then they feel they're missing out. So if you had a family member who loves to cook, like have them over the day before and have them help you prep or take a little bit of time out and be like, hey, can you make the jello or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also important to mention um, there there's some scenarios where maybe it's not the best idea to bring your loved one over to your home or to a family member's home. Um, you know, I have some experience working in a memory care setting, and a lot of times the family members felt that it was they were doing them a disservice if they didn't take them to Christmas dinner, but sometimes because of their memory impairment, they are in a structured setting that yeah. serves a purpose, Right. So removing that from that structured setting can induce a lot of anxiety for people. And sometimes mm -hmm. taking them out for a couple hour Christmas dinner is not worth the trauma almost that they're going to have to ensue for the next couple days where they're packing up their bags because they think their daughter's coming to pick them up and they're going to go stay at their daughter's house or they're getting their coat on because they think their daughter's coming to get them or yeah. do I have to go pick my daughter up from the bus now? I'm kind of confused. So sometimes, you know, especially with those who have more advanced memory impairments, it may be better for you to just visit them in their community where they're safe and where, you know, it won't induce as much anxiety and fear about going to a new place that they're not familiar with. Yeah, I mean, you can still do gifts there. You can still create something or bring those memory books or whatever it is there and, and do your best to have that interaction on their level. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, like you said, on their level. Enter their world. Enter the world that they are living in. Don't try to bring them to your world. Don't ask them questions like, hey, mom, this is Sandra. Do you know who Sandra is or do you know her name? What's her name? Don't make Christmas a quiz Don't you remember <laughs> her? Don't you remember all the time she was at the house? I mean, that causes some panic. Yes, because now they're thinking, why can't I remember her? What is her name? Where did I meet her? You know, and then it could cause a spiral. So entering their world and, you know, doing things on their level and what's appropriate for them in the space that they're in is the best thing that you can do to support them. I think another aspect of some feelings that the holidays can give us is financial burden as well. Oh, yes. I mean, everybody wants to make sure that they get something for everybody. Sometimes that causes us to overspend and then we get the bill after Christmas and we feel a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> or if you do like Corey and I, you just try to not even calculate it or total it or think about how much it's going to cost. Yeah, we've been talking about that too. Don't want to know. Um, or or you want to be able to do it and you know better than to overspend. And some families and some seniors are on budgets. And so they may be not wanting, they want to attend the party or the get together or whatever, but then they feel like they can't because they can't bring something for everyone. And that is kind of the bummer about the holidays too is you do feel like you need to get for everybody oh that person got for me I better get for them and this and that and it's just overwhelming and I think reminding each other about what it's actually about is Absolutely. just spending time with our family and I think encouraging whoever that is senior friend whatever like hey you don't have to bring anything we just want you to come and be here do what I did in college my presence is my present well 
that's socially acceptable <laughs> from a college student, <laughs> right? But also from our seniors and our families. I think, you know, all jokes aside, it is really important. And again, like you don't have to have that conversation in front of everybody. And that's a really hard one to bring up. But just say like, hey, I'm aware of the situation. I'm still going to pick you up. I'll be there at seven. Yeah, people are more excited to see you than get something from you. That's what the season is all about. That's what it's all about. Um, so again, for older adults, they might not have that same mobility, um, changing of the season can be limited. Maybe in, if, again, if you live somewhere like where we live in the frozen tundra, (laughs) you might not want to get out in the winter time, um, because it's freezing, it's cold, um, and it might not be as feasible anymore, but I think just sitting down and planning and having those open conversations like, hey, this is what we have planned. What do you want to be able to do? Do you want to do all of it with us? Do you want to do some of it? Do you want to come over the day before Christmas and do some things or before, you know, whatever holiday you celebrate is? Yeah, exactly. Because what you think that they may want may not be what they want. Sometimes it's what I think they want. Yeah. <laughs> You, we maybe think we're you, letting them down if yes. they don't get to be a part of every single thing. Absolutely. And maybe grandma just wants She just to, wants to be left alone. Maybe she's excited <laughs> to just hang out with her friends at her community or, you know, mm-hmm. at her church or local, you know, mm-hmm. place of worship that she may want to spend some time at. And she's fine doing that because they have a bus that comes and picks her up and yeah. it's wheelchair accessible or whatever the case may be. So I think, like you said, asking their opinion and involving them in the decisions is huge because that gives them back uh, the ability to be in the driver's seat a little bit, the ability to make their own choices and to be able to have a say. That's one of the things that we see a lot with seniors is that they feel that their independence is being taken away, that they feel that um, they don't get to make any of those choices anymore. So, you know, even if you're planning on having both chocolate and white cakes, ask them, do you want us to make chocolate cake for dinner or white cake? You know, give them choices like that where they get to have some say and make some decisions for those times. I mean, I'll say like my, my mom is not old, but she, like we've even had the conversation before where she feels like she is getting older and she feels like even at her age, she's not 60. She'll be like, I feel like people even now can't see me. Like I'm already being ignored. And I like, that is a huge thing to say from someone who's not old. Like I already am starting to feel invisible around. Yeah, that, and you don't want anybody to feel like that, of course, in your family. No. I know you're getting extra Christmas presents now since you said your mom's not old. Oh. Tell her she's beautiful too. I mean, I, I just think that it's like a, it was a very surprising thing, you know, for her to, to say, like, I already feel invisible in some of like the social surroundings, like going out in the bars or whatever, like I feel invisible and like, hey, you know, I've been standing here for a minute. So and I think if it starts at that young of age, like having those conversations is so important. So many things could be avoided just by Absolutely. sharing that. And so by giving them the choice and just saying, hey, you know, what is it that you would like to do? And now you're cognizant of that, and you can take that into consideration as you make your holiday plans to make sure she doesn't feel, you know, out of place or forgotten or invisible, whether you're taking them on the Polar Express or you're having dinner at your house. Yeah. I mean, because the holidays can be just so stressful. It's so stressful for everybody. You know, we feel like we have to be in in 15 different places. And so I also think, like, making sure when when we are slowing down and spending that time with someone we do love, like, that makes us feel better, too. Yes. And I think it's important to try to have that individualized, uninterrupted time, quality time, not time where you're 
on your phone, watching TV, things of that nature, you know, genuinely engaging with the people around you. It seems probably kind of weird coming from someone in my generation, but. <laughs> well, I think that's interesting is because I think ours, you and I personally, like we are on the cusp. Like I didn't have all the technology when I was a kid. Like, yeah, yeah if, if we had instant messenger, but no one could use the phone, like get off. I'm on the dial up, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I think, that, yeah. So I do remember those days I had to call and be like, oh, is Sarah there? Oh, her dad answered. <laughs> so, so all those types of things, but. I think really just just slowing down. I think that's good for for all of us. Absolutely. I mean, they you know they remember the days and they had to walk back and forth, right? Through yeah. The snow. <laughs> Uphill <laughs> both ways. Yeah, exactly. So on that note, Chelsea and I thought we we would just do an easy, like simple, cheap, fun, feasible craft. Anyone can do it. Doesn't require you to stand. Doesn't require any super creative abilities. Um, but yet it's still fun. And so we wanted to be able to introduce. Again, the demonstration part of the senior podcast show, just to really hone in on our goal of making sure that seniors and their families feel educated, empowered, and entertained. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's definitely going to be entertaining to have Chelsea make this craft. But, I mean, that's what she went to school for, right? Wreath making. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was what my minor was in. <laughs> it's time for the senior podcast show, Senior Spotlight, where seniors share their stories. I was afraid my mother was having a nervous breakdown, and I wanted to get her involved in something, and um, they were teaching dolls at uh, uh, the state fair, and she called me up and she said, would you want to go to this? So anything to get my mother involved. So mother and I both worked at, at doing the dolls for a while. Yeah. I sold them, uh, I taught. I poured the molds, I fired, I painted, my mother sewed. And uh, when I entered a doll, at first when you entered a doll into a national competition, you had to do the whole thing, you had to make the clothes. So my mother would sit next to me in the sewing machine and she would, this is how you do this, because I never sewed before that. This was uh, a really nice bonding. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Now it's time for the Senior Podcast Show's Senior Variety Segment, where we have demonstrations on an array of topics. Chelsea, with those lights on, you're really lighting up my life. Aww. I'm so glad you're here to do this craft with us. I think creating this, it's really cost effective. Oh, very. I think it costs $6.25 altogether to be able to make. And you can customize it however you want. I mean, this one we have three different colors in. This one we're going to do two different colors, and you can add a sign in the middle if you wanted. All of these materials are all from the Dollar Tree. Um, They had, I don't know, 10 different color ribbons that you can choose from, so that's fun. Somebody can do a matching, you can do a mismatch, however you want to. Um, We got two of the white, two of the red, and then we just got a standard wreath form. Um, they had a candy cane one, so this is the nice part is you can really customize it to whatever sort of your decorations are. You can make them for Halloween, you can make them for Thanksgiving, you can make them for Valentine's Day. I mean, red and white, you could have it be for Valentine's Day if you really wanted to. Um, so it gives you a lot of different options to really change it out. Um, but I'm going to let Chelsea take it from here. 
And they also have different like ornaments and stuff you can mm. attach on it if you want to add any more decorative pieces. Uh, this has been a big hit for my senior friends in the past because who doesn't love to have a little holiday spirit on their door or in their room? It helps people get in the season. So we started out here with the um, decorative mesh tied on to the outside of the wreath hanger. So on the outside, we just tied a knot. You can also secure this with a pipe cleaner or... Uh, zip tie, anything you have will work. We just tied it on, so you can do that as well. And then what you're going to do is start innermost of the circle and feed that mesh up through the bottom. And you're just going to have a little piece of it, uh, you know, pinched in between the two bars, like you can see here. And then as you continue around, you're going to just keep shove it up through the second hole. And you don't want to let these get too big. You can see here, as you get them all the way around, they'll be nice and full. And then shove it up through the middle part on the third ring. Give yourself a little bit more slack. I like to swap hands as I'm holding on to it. And then I try to give myself a little bit of space. That way you have room for the next color you want to put in. And so I just jump down a little bit and continue to feed my decorative mesh up through the next lot. So you want to try to keep it as taut as you can in the back and keep little loops that you're pushing through. And this is a great activity to work on fine motor skills. Corey knows all about that. I mean, it also helps to keep your mind stimulated and can help you really relax. Or if you're feeling sad or depressed about something, sometimes putting yourself into a task like this really just makes you forget about it because you're so focused on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying it might not make you frustrated yes. <laughs> when it's not doing what you want it to do. Or maybe you learn you have a whole new uh, you, you know, set of talent. skills yeah, yeah, that you didn't know you had. Um, crafts for seniors with limited uh, dexterity can be a source of enjoyment and satisfaction for someone who's struggling to maintain that independence despite the physical limitations. Um, arts and craft projects can be, be made to be modified so many different ways, like you said. So um, if someone had a hard time with that fine motor, Chelsea, what is something that you could do to make this a little bit easier? Because you are using both those hands and you're using that pinching technique. Yeah, so that's one of the nice things about this craft is this decorative mesh is pretty easy to grab. You're not working with a very fine ribbon that can be hard for them to feel, whether it's in their fingers or not, hard for them to grasp. Um, sometimes you need to do a little bit of, you know, help your friend out, support them a little bit so that it's easier to grab. Um, and sometimes you even have to do hand over hand where you're actually taking their hand and placing it on there and showing them what you want them to do. You want to go step by step, especially with those people that are experiencing some memory changes. Trying to give them too many things at one time can be overwhelming. So if you go nice and slow and give them one step at a time, walk them through it, they'll pick up on it really quickly. I think it's important to make sure to, to tell them, like, listen, it doesn't have to be perfect. No, and that's the good thing about this. It's kind of hard to mess up. Once you get done, you can, you know, pull the pieces however you want them to mm -hmm. look. If you do mess up in a spot, add a cute decoration to it. Yeah. Or like you said, just pull that one side a little bit fuller because you do end up using the entire roll. Yeah. So there is room to sort of fix those things 
But honestly, who's looking for it to be perfect anyway? Yes. And you know what? This isn't just geared towards women. I know a lot of people see crafts and they think just women. I had more men at a lot of my crafts than women, especially for decorating their doors. They love to show their, you know, everyone likes to walk down the hallway and see the decorations on people's doors if they're in a community or drive around town and see people's Christmas lights on oh, their yeah. house or the new wreath they put on their door. So, um, you we know, do that every everybody. Monday. Every Monday we go, we've gone and looked. But yeah, it is. I think that's all something we enjoy, you know, looking at. Oh, see, here you go. Just keep pulling it through. And, I, and, and to that same thing, like you just said, I mean, and if it's a man doing it and he wants a Detroit Tigers orange and blue, then we do orange and blue. Absolutely. And sometimes, uh, you know, I've adapted the craft where I get it started and maybe they are just making the, you know, mesh laying it full, making it more full. So maybe you get it going around the wreath for them and then they can just fill in on the spots or maybe they just add the decoration to it. You can adapt it, you know, to any age level, really. Uh, You could do this with kids. You could do this with your girlfriends over a glass of wine, but... This is a good one for our seniors because crafts do have a lot of good benefits, um, you know, for everyone involved, but especially our seniors, as we said, the fine motor skills is important. Those are the things, you know, that we use our little joints for. So things like opening pill bottles and pulling the medication out to be able to get some water, turning the sink on, little things like that. It's important to keep our hands moving because as we always say with our seniors, if you don't use it, What do you do, Corey? You lose it. You do. So it's important to keep using all those fine muscles so that we can keep having them good to work. And this is, um, you know, a lot of my friends, my senior friends would tell me, I can't do that. I have arthritis. Well, what's the best thing to do when you have arthritis? Move it. I know it stinks. I know it can be painful, but it just gets more painful and more stiff if you don't. Yes. So we are rounding out, coming around the edge of our wreath. I'm going to stick my last loops through. I know it doesn't look super cute right now, but it will get there. Just give it some time. (laughs) And then once I get this all done, as you can see here, I'm back where I started. So flipping the wreath over, you see right here I have it tied. So now this is the end. I'm going to tie it right back on pretty much where I started. So that one roll of decorative mesh from the Dollar Tree made it all the way around the wreath. So it doesn't really seem like much maybe, but it gets the job done. And for a good price too. You can't beat that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially wreaths. Wreaths are very expensive. Oh, yes. But crafts can also reduce hypertension. They can reduce stress. They can strengthen your immune system, which sounds like a really funny thing to say. Maybe not so believable. But again, if you're in a stressed way. That's going to reduce your ability to fight off those infections. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It also, um, making art or making a craft or drawing or whatever um, can help reshape our brain and help it restructure itself to help improve cognition because you know like you said you know you're figuring out how to tie this thing what's the way it looked best you know you're really looking at all those different aspects oh if I move this here it it does that if I adjust my 
hand position, I'm able to grip it better, all those different things that that are going on inside of your head while you're looking at like um spatial relations hand eye coordination mm -hmm. yep all those things are important and you know who doesn't want to be able to reduce some of their stress especially around the holidays if you can sit down with a nice craft and work your way through it then when you get done you see what a beautiful thing you've created and you boost your self-esteem too I think we can all use a little boost every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have added my second color. I went back to similarly where I tied my first knot and started my second knot just right near it so that, um, you know, I can kind of start and end in the same spot. You don't have to do that. You can start and end wherever you like. And then I'm taking the red and I'm continuing to shove it up through those, each one of those three rings in between each slat. Okay. Uh, again, it does not have to be perfect because once you have all the ribbon on there, you can go through and adjust the height of it, um, the thickness of it. Obviously you can do two, but I think even with that one, like I went through and added a green just to make sure it was even thicker. Same thing with this one. If you feel like there's some holes, you can use the other uh, white one. You can use the other red one to fill in. There's really no wrong way to go about it. Nope, you sure can't do it wrong. If you have any questions about where we got these materials, if you would like some information perhaps on starting those conversations about grief or any of the other things that we've talked about, you know, adjusting things for mobility or just a, 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 some of the craft um, adaptations or modifications, mm -hmm. like please reach out to us. You can reach me at kl at theseniormovers.com or you can reach Chelsea at cm at theseniormovers.com. And of course, you can always reach us at phone at 586-204-8500. I also encourage you to check out the Senior Movers Facebook page. We're super active on there. We're always posting um, good resources for our clients and their families, as well as all of the partners for our senior network division. We always have something fun going on there. And as always, thank you so much for joining us on the Senior Podcast Show. We hope you enjoyed our newest segment all about the senior demos. Of course, like I said, we're still going to have the senior spotlight, but we are going to be adding some of these demos in so that we also have a little bit of an entertainment factor, something a little bit more fun. The next one will be even more upbeat. Hopefully we can get you up and moving at that time. From all of us at the Senior Companies and the Senior Podcast Show, we wish you a very happy holiday. Yes. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us. I I know that we are colleagues, but I still got to make you do the cheers because I make everybody do it. Of course. Cheers. And we look forward to seeing you again on the next Senior Podcast Show. <laughs>